0: Who gon' stop me high? Breath a mood that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly coming at you as I love to do several times a week. Wherever you can find your free podcast, you can find No Mercy with Stephen A. We're here in the studio thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Lots to get into, no doubt about that. Um, Listen, I must confess to you that I'm quite sure y'all were looking at me. You sports fans out there expecting me to look a little bit more depressed than usual. After all, my New York Knicks just got their ass kicked. They were going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers game two. Um, Cavs down 1-0. Absolute must win because you weren't going to start off game three at Madison Square Garden for the Eastern Conference first round series in the National Basketball Association be down 0-2 and come back from that kind of deficit. I know. But I knew that so well that I predicted this morning that the New York Knicks was going to lose this game. And boy, did they lose because they got annihilated. No doubt about it. Cleveland poured it on, ran away with it. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is that dude. Darius Garland is that dude. There's something special. And the New York Knicks simply had no answer on this particular night. The series is tied 1-1. So be it. See you at Madison Square Garden for game three. That is not what's on my mind. When I think about these NBA playoffs, let me tell y'all something. Sports is not the only place you see me. You see me on General Hospital, don't you? Soap opera, General Hospital, where I play the character Brick. It's a recurring role that I've played for the last five years or so. I absolutely, positively love it. Because I like the theater. See, I don't like blowouts. I don't like foregone conclusions. Years ago, when I said that Kevin Durant going from Oklahoma City to Golden State was the weakest move that I ever saw by a superstar in my life, it was not a comment to degrade his greatness as a basketball player because he's simply one of the greatest. It was doing the opposite. I was trying to say he was so great. He had no business joining the Splash Brothers because he so drastically tipped the balance of power in the National Basketball Association that he just eradicated competition. Who the hell did not know that the Golden State Warriors were going to win a championship in 2017 and 2018? And if he hadn't taught his Achilles, they'd have won it in 2019. Wasn't anybody beating them? Nobody. I don't care about some damn seven-game series against the Houston Rockets with CP3 pulled his hamstring and couldn't go after game five because they were going to beat the Golden State Warriors. B.S. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson would have found a way. And Draymond Green. They'd have found a way. Period. I want hear it. They'd have found a way. The theater matters to me. And that is what I love about these playoffs. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea who the hell's going to win. Golden State could come back from an 0-2 deficit to Sacramento that they fell down, you know, Monday night. They could come back and win the series, or they could get knocked out in 4-5. Sacramento, led by De'Aaron Fox. The cause of the only argument that I've ever gotten into with the great Irvin Magic Johnson, because I thought he should have drafted De'Aaron Fox instead of Lonzo Ball. That De'Aaron Fox. That brother is something special. I'm talking John Morant kind of special. I'm talking Derrick Rose in his prime kind of special. The speed, the quickness, the athleticism, the hops, and his ability to hit and pull up with perimeter shots. The brother is unguardable. I knew Malik Monk was good. I didn't know he was this damn good. I liked him when he was on the Lakers. I didn't like him this damn much. He looks special. So Bonus is a good dude. He's talented. He's a big dude. Keegan Murray is an all-rookie team player. Harrison Barnes was a champion from 2015. The Sacramento Kings could win it all. I'm not saying they will. They could win it all. So I love the fact that I'm seeing that. I'm excited about it. I'm thrilled by it. It's magnificent. I love it. I'm looking at Boston and Milwaukee in the East. I'm looking at Miami give Milwaukee a run for their money because Giannis is hurt. I'm looking at Boston obliterate Atlanta. I'm looking at Philly toying with Brooklyn. What are the threes coming out of the East? But it all depends on who comes out of the West as to whether or not it's a foregone conclusion. And in the midst of being able to say all of that, somehow, some way, with these young thoroughbred stars like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in Boston, Giannis and in Milwaukee, in Embiid, in and Philly. Jokic in Denver, Steph still, a little bit older, but Steph still in Golden State. De'Aaron Fox in Sacramento, I just mentioned it. Somehow, some way, Phoenix and the Clippers going at it. We still find LeBron James in the mix. And Anthony Davis. We gotta mention Anthony Davis because guess what? If Anthony Davis is healthy, he's a beast. Question is how long can he stay healthy? LeBron is another is just another level. Somehow, some way, the brother's always want, always relevant. And if is going to come off the bench and give you 25-plus, just like he gave you the 29 the other night, no Laker in history came off the bench to score more points than that. In Laker history, Laker history, you got this kid, Austin Reeves, looking like the great white hope, balling. Brother can ball. Look at Sacramento, they'll run you out of the gym. Look at the Lakers, they'll methodically beat you up. There's more than one way to skin a cat. We got six, seven legitimate teams that could win the title. NBA action is truly fantastic. You know what else is fantastic? The National Football League. Specifically, the city of brotherly love. specifically. Jalen Hurts, black quarterback, Philadelphia Eagles, lost in the Super Bowl to Patrick Mahomes. We know he's runner-up, MVP, special season, flat-out ball, showed himself to be the quintessential leader, characters, impeccable. Rude dog, you know what you are. You know who you are. Let me tell you something about Jalen Hurts. It was important that he got that contract. million, $179.5 million guaranteed. That comes out to $36 million in guaranteed dollars and as much as $51 million if he meets all of his incentives. His contract was negotiated by the first black female agent to ever negotiate a contract. For star quarterback in the NFL. Her name is Nicole Lynn. Under Clutch Sports, led by Rich Paul. You know that name. Special lady. I can't wait to have on this podcast one day. She did her job. She did a hell of a job. Met Jalen Hurts when he knew he was coming out of college, and she reached out to him on Instagram, having aspirations of being his agent, and pulled it off. And then she went out there and she got him a contract like this. Smart, beautiful, intelligent, and clearly accomplished. And it was important, ladies and gentlemen, because you know that good old boy club is always relevant. And you know it's hard to break those barriers. And you know there were people out there rooting against her because they didn't want her to infiltrate the proceedings per se and put herself in the mix when she found herself. Getting this kind of contract and potentially getting other agents down the pike, getting other clients down the pike that would usually go elsewhere but otherwise elect not to because now they'll go and look at her and give her a hard look. This is a beautiful thing. It's important. It was very, very pivotal for her to get a good deal for Jalen Hurts. couldn't be some run-of-the-mill deal. It had to be something that put him on the map. $179 $179 million guaranteed is a little less than $189 million guaranteed given to Kyler Murray. It's definitely less than the $230 million guaranteed that was given to Deshaun Watson. We all get that. But here's the flip side. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens now have a problem. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, Lamar Jackson does not deserve more money than Jalen Hurts at this moment in time. I know he's a former, he's a league MVP. I know he's been sensational. He's electrifying. And the Baltimore Ravens lean heavily on him. But here's the difference. He ain't get nobody to do the Super Bowl. That was Jalen Hurts. Now, you got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and Dallas Goddard. And you had you know, a, a stout offensive line and an elite defense. And I get all of that. But damn it, Jalen Hurts was behind center. He's the face of the Eagles franchise. They believe in this brother. And they locked him in for years to come. And if Jalen Hurts could get $179 million, Lamar Jackson, you could settle for 190 You could settle for $200 million. It doesn't have to be $230 million like Deshaun Watson got. These are the kind of things that are important. They matter because I'm not just talking about sports. I'm talking about the theater of it, and I'm talking about the business of it. It all matters in the end. And you know something? I'm here for it. That's just one of the things I wanted to get into. That's my sports fix that I'm going to give you. I got more. Did you see what happened to Fox News? I did! Something to talk about. I've been a guest on that network on too many occasions to avoid or run from that subject. They reached a settlement. They going to dole out 700 Plus million dollars. To be quiet about that would be blasphemous. And I'm not going to do that. No mercies in the house with George Truly. If anybody needs it, it's Fox News. Next in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? You know I watched um the reaction to my conversation with Clay Travis. Um obviously a successor uh to Rush Limbaugh on his radio show. Um, you got a lot of people that, you know, writing stories and, you know, alluding to problems because I sat down and had a conversation. These are the people who are a problem. Before I get into my comments about Fox News, let me say I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Clay Travis, he has his opinions. I have mine. He expressed them cogently with clarity. You can agree or disagree. I have my opinions. That's what makes the world go round. That's what no Mercy's about. And that's what the hell is going to stay about as long as I'm on this show. As long as I'm doing this. Let me be very, very clear. I talk to everybody I don't agree with a lot of people or a lot of things that people say I don't believe that's a reason to hate them any more than I want that to be a reason for them to hate me listen to what I have to say if my points are valid man up woman up and admit it if it's still wrong and you believe that in your heart then say so we move on because that's what I'm going to do Sean Hannity was on this show. Hopefully, Candace Owens will be on this show. So your damn right is going to have Clay Travis on. And all the liberals and all the conservatives, any of them that people want to hear from and people want to listen to and watch and view. If they want to come on, no mercy, I'm going to welcome them on. Can't wait to have Cornell West on. Can't wait. Can't wait. To have my brother Michael Eric Dyson on. Mark Lamont Hill on. Karen Hunter on. The great Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. Can't wait to have him on. But there's going to be folks on the conservative side too. That's how I roll. I talk to everybody. I didn't study journalism and get in the field of journalism and spent 30 years in journalism, succeeding to the degree that I had by ostracizing one side because I don't agree with them. I'm going to put in a perspective for some of you assholes once and for all so we understand each other. I can sit down and talk to the Ku Klux Klan. For interview purposes. I grew up watching Ed Bradley. I grew up watching Bryant Gumbel. I grew up watching Ted Koppel and and, and Tom Brokaw and Dan Rathers and all of these folks. I loved Sam Donaldson when he was covering the White House. One of the greatest honors of my career is when I had the pleasure of meeting him while I was in Miami. You think they liked everybody they talked to? You think they agreed with everybody they talked to? You think they harbored the same beliefs? Grow up. Grow up. That's how things move forward in this world. When you force people to have a conversation. Go back and watch a scene from a movie, and I forget the name for the moment. It was with Sidney Poitier. And he was a lawyer trying to segregate schools. And he talked about the case that the state was trying to make against integrating and segregating uh, desegregating schools. And he looked at them and he said, nobody would stand in this court and say that because they would have to justify it. I'm not trying to get in the whole big picture. I'm simply trying to explain that when people are compelled to talk, they have to justify their positions. That's how we all learn. That's how we all benefit. That's going to always be me here on No Mercy. That's going to always be me right here on No Mercy. Make no mistake about it. I'm never going to change that about me. I don't care what Clay Travis has had to say about me and other people in our industry and all of this other stuff. I brought him on to talk about him and why he is the way that he is. And I must say, I was very, very compelled and interested in his conversation. And I ain't apologizing for that. I didn't say I agree with everything, but I could interview him anytime. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now let me move on. Because for a lot of people out there, Tens of millions of people out there was incredibly enjoyable to watch the news unfold on Tuesday morning actually into the afternoon and ultimately we learned that Fox News Fox News agreed to pay Seven hundred and seventy seven. I'm sorry, seven hundred and eighty-seven point five million dollars to Dominion Voting Systems to settle a defamation lawsuit over false election claims just Tuesday morning. A massive sum that spared some of the biggest names in conservative media from taking the witness stand. I'm reading from Politico. It states here Dominion, a voting machine company that has worked in over two dozen states, accused the conservative network of deliberately spreading bogus conspiracy theories about its products after the 2020 election in a bid to win back viewers. Those viewers refused to accept. Donald Trump's election defeat, Dominion said, and may also have been irate at Fox because its decision desk called Arizona for Joe Biden before other networks did so. Dominion's lawsuit said that Fox personnel from the C-suite to the production floor panicked about losing viewers to rivals like Newsmax and began knowingly spreading lies about its products, flipping votes from Trump to Biden. The falsehoods spread by disgraced attorneys like Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell also suggested the company was tied to Hugo Chavez and that it had bribed officials in Georgia, amongst other claims. Dominion said its brand was sullied and its employees harassed to no end by MAGA diehards and sought $1.6 billion in damages before the dramatic settlement quote from the attorney for dominion the truth matters lies have consequences dominion attorney justin nelson said over two years ago a torrent of lies swept dominion and election officials across america into an alternative universe of conspiracy theories causing grievous harm to dominion and the country fox had its own statement when read by cnn's jake tapper He actually laughed at one point while reading this. But I'll read the quote to you from Fox. The statement, we are pleased to have reached the settlement of our dispute with Dominion voting systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. That's when Jake Tapper started laughing. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably, instead of the acrimony of divisive trial, allows the country to move forward from these issues. Let me say this. Not so fast. First things first. In the interest of full disclosure, we all know that I've been on Fox on several occasions. I've known Sean Hannity for years. He's a friend. Period. Okay? Ain't one of my boys I hang out with, go to dinner and all that stuff like that. The Guys I grew up with. But from a professional perspective and stuff like that, we get along very well. We've known each other for years. We're friends. Okay? Let's get that out the way. I've been on his show. I've been on um. Waters, Jesse Waters' show. Okay? I refuse to go on Tucker Carlson's show. I just don't like the things that he does. I just don't like it's just certain things and it's a smugness to it as well. It's just, it just, Ah, uh, I'm not surprised that his name is all over this. I looked at the 20 specific. Nuggets. That Dominion highlighted. As the crux of its lawsuit against Fox. Most of them involved. Maria. Bartiromo interviewing Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani. Most of them. Uh, obviously, one involved Tucker Carlson interviewing Powell. One certainly involved Sean Hannity interviewing Powell. Again, him and Giuliani were really, really pushing that big time. Hannity and Laura Ingraham, to be exact. Um. Rupert Murdoch had spoken against them, according to reports. Sean could come on back on No Mercy anytime he wants to, to talk about this. I doubt he will. But if he wanted to, I'm bringing him on. Let y'all know that right now. Okay. But most of it involved Maria Bartiromo and Lou Dobbs. Remember him? Lou Dobbs. I mean, I don't know of anybody more against immigration than him. Now, they'll say legal immigration as opposed to illegal immigration. But that dude, Lou Dobbs, I mean, when it comes to the issue of immigration, there is no issue on the planet that matters more to him than that. I think we've seen that. So whether it's tweets or interviews from him, or in the case of Maria Bartiromo, the interviews, 90% of the stuff involved that. Her talking to Rudy Giuliani or Sidney Powell or Lou Dobbs tweeting, or interviewing one of them. One of the things that I wanted to say, first of all, I brought up a couple of minutes ago, Jake Tapper at CNN um, laughing. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't usually advocate kicking somebody while they're down. But considering how often Fox News has called CNN fake news, it's fair game it's fair game he's perfectly within his right to laugh because they're literally the ones that essentially has been exposed as being fake news because they get they've agreed to settle for a 770 80 I'm sorry 787.5 million dollar defamation lawsuit so if ever there was a day where fake news applied to one of the networks it's this day I'm only stating facts. I'm not stating the motion. Remember, I show up on Fox News. I show up on CNN. A little less on MSNBC, but I've been there too. MSNBC, absolutely. I go on all of them. All of the networks. They call me over an issue that I care to talk about. If I have the time, I come on. And that's not going to change. It's not going to change. But we're just talking about the facts of this story. You settled for $787.5 million after being accused of defamation amongst other things. There is no way around that. There is no way around that. Fox News is guilty of that. You cannot call another network fake news again. You can't get away with that if you're Fox News. You can't do it. You can't do it. Not after this. Can't do it. And I don't even consider Hannity a big part of all of this. Again, I know him. I get along with him. Not absolving him from this, but I read who they were aiming at. And for the most part, it was Maria Bartiromo, Lou Dobbs. Tucker Carlson got thrown in there once. Sean Hannity got thrown in there once. Lori Ingram Ingram got thrown in there once. Okay, fair enough. But it's a stain. There is no doubt about it here's the bad news for some of y'all. It's not going to matter much. I hate to break it to you. I mean, I just tell I got to deliver the bad news. I'm going de- to deliver it to you. Tell I got to give you the bad news. It's not going to matter much. Because you see, Those people who believe the election was rigged never stopped believing that. And those people who watch Fox News, which is number one, weeknights on cable, are going to continue to watch Fox News. Because this suit, this settlement, doesn't tilt their conservatism one bit. It might make them frown on the network and how it approached things post election. When you're talking about hanging chads and eleven thousand votes in Georgia and and all of this other stuff, yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't tilt their conservative ideology or perspective. It's not going to change them. You think with well, what they're seeing from the left? It's gonna make them say, "Well, let me get up and watch CNN and MSNBC now. I can't watch Fox no more." Who you think doing that? Who you think doing that? Fox being sued for one point six billion. They settled for seven hundred and eighty-seven point five to a company like the million that was worth about $100 if I remember correctly, according to the reports that I read. So they got about $687.5 million over the company's worth. Oh, they made out like a bandit. No doubt about it. It's historic. No question. But at the end of the day, Fox was said to have $4 billion in hand, in cash, in their coffers. They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Their reputation is blemished. They got to overcome this. They're going to have to handle the next election and future elections. Significantly more carefully, judiciously and less conspiratorial. No doubt about it. But don't think for one second. This is going to diminish their audience in the long run. It won't. Because when it comes to ideologies. It doesn't change. Those conservatives out there are going to say, damn it, we still want our borders protected. Damn it, we still want to hold on to our gun rights. Damn it, we still support legal immigration, but we against the legal immigration. Damn that woke culture and that cancer culture. A he is a he, a she is a she. Ain't no day. That's what they're going to say. This is not what we believe. And they're going to keep on keeping on. The worst that you could have hoped for. Is that notable host had to take the witness stand. And under oath, acknowledge. What reportedly Tucker Carlson acknowledged privately, about how much he couldn't stand Trump and he'd wish he'd just go away. I'm paraphrasing. While embracing him publicly, he couldn't stand him privately. He'd have had to admit that on the record, once subpoenaed. The fact that they didn't have to take the witness stand means they have plausible deniability. And when does that ever work? against a politician or specifically a powerful media figure. I'd ask you to think about that, but you don't have to. You know I'm right. Back with more No Mercy with Stephen A to close out the show in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock like my lifeline until I, flatline, I push it to the red line who gon stop me high? who gon stop me high? before i move on to my next topic let me close this whole fox news thing by by saying a couple of things number 1 you got a lot of people out there that were pleading for this to go to trial because they wanted to hear from some of the stars they wanted to hear what they had to say under oath they wanted to hear these kind of things Well, that's why fox settled so they didn't have to do that um but Dominion isn't the only folks, or weren't the only folks suing Fox. Smartmatic, which Fox News broadcast suggested was linked to Dominion and was itself party to voter fraud. Um, these are the things that were said about them. Also false. Uh, they're suing for about 2.7 billion. I mean, that's a bit even bigger lawsuit. According to Politico, again, reading from the same article, every indication is that the case is proceeding to a trial. Listen to this quote. From an attorney for Smartmatic. Just Tuesday, same day. Dominion's litigation exposed some of the misconduct and damage caused by Fox's disinformation campaign. Smartmatic will expose the rest. We shall see. We shall see. A couple of other items I wanted to get into before I got out of here because I thought it was important to um, to bring this up because there's a lot of stuff that's going on out here. Um, and some of it is incredibly disturbing. Um, a 20-year-old woman shot and killed after pulling into the wrong driveway into the wrong driveway in New York. A young woman who was driving through a rural part of New York State with friends is dead after they pulled into the wrong driveway and were met with gunfire, authorities said. The incident took place on Saturday night when Kaylin Gillis, 20 years old, and three other people made a wrong turn in the small town of Hebron while looking for their friend's house. They drove into the driveway of a 65 year old homeowner, Kevin Monahan, and were trying to turn their car around when Monahan pulled out a gun. Fired two shots at the car from his porch, according to the Washington County Sheriff, Jeffrey Murphy. One of the bullets hit Gillis. Um, the group of friends fled. Monahan's property and their vehicle drove a couple of miles down the road to the neighboring town of Salem and called 911. Uh, emergency crews arrived and perform CPR on Gillis, but they were unable to save her life. 20 years old. Um, killed. And when officers arrived at Monaghan's house, y'all know what this bastard did? That's right, I called him that. You know what he did? They arrived at his house to investigate the shooting. He refused to come out. Authorities spoke with him through a 911 dispatcher and in person for about an hour before he was taken into, the, into custody, according to the sheriff, ultimately being charged with second-degree murder. He's behind bars at the Warren County Jail. It's unclear if bail has been set in his case. That's one incident. The other was a black teen in Missouri he was going to pick up his twin little brothers. His name is Ralph Yarl, Y-A-R-L. A black teenager went to the wrong house to pick up his younger brothers in Kansas City, Missouri. Unbelievable. He goes to the wrong house, rings the bell, And the man opens the door and shoots him in the head and then shot him again. And I guess, I don't know what, I don't know how the hell he got up and ran before receiving assistance from neighbors. He was pleading for help. Ladies and gentlemen, he ran the three houses before one of the neighbors decided to help him. And according to the reports, only after he laid on the ground, that they agree to help them. You can't make this up. Now, <clears throat> I'm not going to belabor the issue of gun violence. It's gotten wild out here. To me, sensible gun laws, I'm with Greg Popovich. I'm with John Stewart. I'm with all of these folks out here. Don't sit up there uh, um, like Alex Jones and them screaming in people's face, talking about you're not taking away our guns. Well, Wait a minute. What kind of gun is it? A handgun to protect your property and to protect you from harm in your home. That's one thing. Walking around with an AK-47 is an entirely different matter. There's also something that needs to be said about the fact that we got 300 million Americans in this country and over 400 million guns. According to reports that I've read, over 90 percent of them are not not even licensed. How the hell that happening? Listen, I wish I could have been a gun owner. Hell, in most states, I could have been. In New York, I've been trying to get a gun for years. They ain't let me get one. Somehow, someway, all of these other folks walking around here with them. There's white folks getting shot. There's black folks getting shot. This Listen, the numbers are glaringly discrepant. There's a discrepancy. Chuck Todd on Meet the Press highlighted that. This past Sunday, and we get that. But that's not to say that there are not white folks and Hispanic folks that are not victims, too. Even though blacks are four or five times more likely to get shot. But I find it amazing that sensible gun laws are something that can't be pulled off. And I'm going to close this subject by simply saying this. My heart goes out to the 20-year-old Gillis. And oh, God rest us soul. God bless us soul. What a tragedy. Just for making the wrong turn in the driveway. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've made the wrong turn in somebody's driveway. I simply pull in to make a U-turn, turn around and make a U-turn. I don't to get shot at because I pulled into somebody's and into the edge of somebody's driveway and a 16-year-old knocking at the door and because he rang the wrong doorbell, he gets shot in the head. How black folks are depicted by the media and television that's sort of fused the fears of some white folks towards black folks. That's a different subject for another day too. But every time I hear a story about folks getting shot and how we need more sensible gun laws, you know the first thing that comes to my mind? If every black person in America could have a gun with ease, would we have a problem having sensible gun laws implemented into our society? I don't think so. When COVID hit, there was a whole bunch of people buying guns. Most of them weren't black. Look it up. I don't have the stats in front of me right now, but look it up. Before I get on out of here, I don't want to call this a lighter note because we should try not to be rude. We should try not to spew cuss words and profanity and all of this stuff all over the place. We should try to be civil, particularly in public environments like an airplane. And we certainly should be sensitive in my view to two types of people. Babies and the elderly. One then has to be here and have no control over their temperament and actions at such an infancy stage. And others have been around long enough where they paid their dues and they are to be respected and revered by the young amongst them. Because we all get older. This ain't Mork and Mindy where we get younger. This is older. Mork and Mindy, look it up. It's a sitcom from the 70s or 80s, whatever it was. But there was this dude on the plane. And when I tell y'all, this dude went in, he went in. And the only reason I'm not laughing out loud is because it was, a, it, it was about a baby. <coughs> Excuse me. It was about a baby. Ladies and gentlemen, this dude actually called for a baby, not a child. A baby to be arrested. A baby. And when I tell you he went off, I mean he started cussing out everybody. <laughs> Talking about the baby went shut, the you know what up, and all of this. I mean, he went in, went off. Baby been crying for 14 for 40 damn minutes and blah blah going off because he said I had all my earphones and I still could hear the baby was going off. Now we don't want to laugh at rudeness. And we don't want to laugh at somebody talking about a baby that way. But we don't see the baby, we don't know the baby's name and you know, so really we just laughing about the issue of the dude going off about the baby. Like the video is priceless. It's 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 priceless. I'm 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 assured to you on, on my social media pages so you can see for yourself. I mean, he was out of control. Now, again, we don't condone this kind of behavior now, especially towards babies that are the innocent amongst us. <sighs> However, we've all had internal, private, non expressive moments of extreme frustration. When we're on a plane, and there's a baby that won't stop crying. We've all had that. He just shouldn't have expressed it. Should have kept it inside. Kept it to himself. Because it was a baby. And you know Stevie A the kids. He sure does. But you got to see the video. You really got to see. it. Until next time, everybody, peace and love. And always remember, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. But it helps to know it all. Later. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.